Hello, and welcome to Fantastic Comic Fan. I am your host, R.T. Fleming, and it is my mission to help you find your next digital comic book pick from the golden age to now. I have been reading comic books for over 40 years, and have never lost my passion for comic books. Something I try to pass on to old and new readers. It's Thursday, July 27th, and this is episode 111 of the podcast. Today I'm happy to spotlight another Kickstarter campaign. Regular listeners know I love these story shows, and they're fairly common in the podcast, because there's so many projects being put out there by fantastic creators. Earlier this week, I had another Kickstarter show with Charlie McElvey, who talked about his spider squirrel and trash panda, who are best friends forever, doormates, and superheroic crime-fighting buddies. That is when they're not arguing over pizza toppings, trying to score dates in a nightclub, or eating burritos, you know, that type of stuff. The series is all about having fun with superheroes. Also this week, I had indie creator Ryan Guertes, who I know I mispronounce his name because I do it every single time I've had him on the podcast. But he talked about his latest projects and what it's like to be a freelancer, writer, and artist living in New York City. He recently landed a project with Scout Comics, Give it a try. Ryan has a lot of insightful things to talk about. Now, today's show is quickly taped and put together because this Kickstarter campaign only has a few days left. Daniel Kilban talks about Rook and Knight, a father-son vigilante duel, waging a brutal war in comics. I like the pride so much that I had him onto the show. Folks, these indie creators are important for the comic book industry to help it keep it strong and growing. They need all the support because they're putting out some fantastic projects. And look, each show is about 20 minutes long, so it won't take much of your time. Check the shows out and then check them out. Regular listeners might be surprised to see three shows this week. What used to be more of the norm and not the exception. Now, I tend not to talk about my personal life because the show is about comic books, not me. And over the months, I've given a few updates. Yes, 2023 has been extremely challenging in many ways. And sometimes it's been hard to put the podcast out and make room for it. However, I'm thinking that I'm hoping to be back on a schedule putting out more shows more often. If you're new to the podcast, thanks for checking it out. I hope you continue to stand for the show. Please look at the show notes and follow the podcast and social media and subscribe. I want the podcast to continue to grow and as I said, introduce fans to a different way of discovering and reading fantastic comic books now. On to today's show, and make sure you check out the other Kickstarter campaign and Ryan's show also. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a first-time guest, Daniel Kelban. I think I said that right. Possibly more not. Less. Good, More or less. Uh, he's going to talk about his Kickstarter campaign, which is just a few days left for his campaign. We're taping this on a Tuesday night. It's going to go up on Thursday. Folks, you need to back Kickstarter campaigns. A few dollars here and there really helps people out. 
budget, you can't look around. There's great Kickstarter campaigns out there. A lot of today's talent uh, will come from Kickstarters. A lot of name talent are doing Kickstarters. So anyways, Daniel, back to you. As a first-time yeah. guest, the first question I usually ask is, what's your comic book origin story? What got you into comic books and made you a lifelong fan? So my dad had a, like, a, I guess a book about of comics that he used to show me as a kid where it had, like, the Golden Age, Superman, and Batman origins. And years later, he gave me his collection, which was basically his Silver Age stuff from when he was a kid. And... When I got it, they weren't in condition, good condition. They're in terrible condition now um, because I kept because those were really my comics growing up. I read them over and over and over again because my mom was very much like, he should be reading comics. He should be reading literature. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, when I was growing up, comic books were like the no-no thing. You never read comic books and people didn't realize that comic books were a gateway to actually reading novels and books. And now I'm a lifelong reader because I read comic books as a kid. And back then... People didn't get the concept of, hey, hey, you're at least reading, you know, maybe you'll read more. But anyways, yes. So, so how long have you been reading comic books? Go on. I've been reading comic books consistently since 2010. Okay. I gap for a while because no school, high school, and also because when, when Diamond went basically directly to comic book shops, there's no comic book shop near me. I was going to like the local grocery store across the street for the comics and that wasn't an option anymore. Then for the occasional Barnes and Noble trip. Uh, I know. 2010 comes along. Go on. 2010 comes 2010 along. along. It's a blizzard. I'm bored out of my mind. I decided to write a Superman film script because, and I discovered Comixology back when Comixology was Good. working. Yeah. And that put me down a rabbit hole. I started reading digitally, then physically. Though I dropped my poll a couple years ago because I was thinking to myself, I need to make more comics and I need to save the money. Something had to give, unfortunately, but I still read you know trades consistently. I, I always like asking the people's kind of a origin story because depending on what answer they give, it really dates them. Like somebody mentioned spinner racks and going down to the drugstore, somebody talked about going to the comic book shop. You know, some people have mentioned 90s comic books. It's just always fun for me to figure out, you know, who you know, how did they get into comic books? So, anyways, Daniel, we're here to talk about your Kickstarter campaign. What made you decide to create your own comic books and what types of stories do you want to tell? So, like, I started, I think I started writing a Superman fan film script. That still bothered me writing a lot of fan scripts for Batman. And then I started writing comic book fan scripts because I'm thinking, you know what? I don't have the money to do film. Warner Brothers is probably never going to come calling. I want, but let me write some fan scripts for fun. And then that morphed into writing my own stuff. And then I started writing, and then around 2015, 2016, I was listening to the music. I had like, ideas on and off, but nothing was really sticking in my head. And I was listening to the score of Ragtime, which is a musical based off a book. And I was in the 1900s, I was thinking to myself, oh, what if superheroes were back in the 1900s, which is earlier than most comics, because that's usually 1930s, World War II. And that's when the light bulb moment hit, and it came over to the American Dreams, which is my flagship book. And then, so that's really what it's like, because I wanted to tell, like, superhero stories my way, but I also wanted to tell, because I'm a Jew, I wanted to tell a superhero story about a Jewish superhero. It's funny you, it's funny you mentioned that, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Uh, last um, year, I had a, uh, a, a Jewish lawyer who's been on my show 
several times and he lives in Pennsylvania and uh, he, he actually brought me Ron Myers and Daryl Banks on for a show last fall for his, his Kickstarter. But he, he, uh, I believe it's Colossal Boy from the Legion of Superhero. That's the first Jewish superhero. If you ever agree, Legion yeah. of Superheroes, Colossal. Like the thing was basically implied to be Jewish by Jack Kirby because Jack Kirby would have his Hanukkah cards with the thing. And, yes. um, and but it wasn't really, the thing wasn't actually officially made Jewish until what, the late 90s? Uh, the, actually, in, in Colossal. Band. No, you know, Colossal Boy, the story that, that Colossal Boy is actually from like the late 70s. It was at a one-shot Christmas special with a Legion of Superheroes that shows him in a Jewish Hanukkah setting. I think it was Colossal Boy. I can't remember off, off the top of my head. But yeah, yeah anyway, but th- there's, there's not very many Jewish superheroes out there. There really isn't. You still there? And it's like the Jewish gets buried by something else or it's completely ignored. Yes. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Go on. Like the Jewishness, I'll say like their Jewishness either is is overranked by some other aspect of their lives or it's completely ignored. Right. What's really funny is because when Batwoman was revealed to be Bruce Wayne's maternal Jewish cousin, right. that means Batman's Jewish. And it used to be the dirty secret DC does not want to admit. That's true. You're right about that. But, like, think about you see it. some writers sneak it in. You see some writers sneak it in, like when Alfred died, Bruce would leave a stone on his grave, which is a Jewish custom. So that's like a little wink and a nod to Exactly. Unspoken secret we all know is true. So you read a lot of comic books and as you're writing stuff, who are some of your influences in terms of like creative like writers and artists that actually inspire you to create better comic books on your end? Who's your favorites? Well, well, definitely Scott Snyder because he was the first writer I really started following. Okay. Grant Morrison. Uh, little Jeff Johns. Probably all the Silver Age people I absorbed reading my dad's old comics who unfortunately were never credited so I don't know who wrote which book. book. Um, yeah. Which book. Uh, late Darwin Cook on Frontier. Yeah. yeah. It's such a great book. And, and it's also great writing, great art. Um, there's so many art, writers and artists I've probably gotten some creative osmosis from, <laughs> from comics, from literature, gotcha. uh, from films and television. It's just like my first real exposure to superheroes as an overall medium, for the most part, was Batman the Animated Series. So I got probably some Bruce Tim Paul Dini in my writing DNA. Gotcha. So you are doing this Kickstarter campaign. It's for Rook and Knight's the first issue. It's a fast-paced action comics. A father-son vigilante duo who are fighting crime. So tell us a little bit more about that. And what's this whole thing about the Liberty Verse that I saw in your Kickstarter campaign? So Rook and Knight, as you said, it's a father-son vigilante uh, team, but they're kind of falling apart. The dad's doing drugs. Son's having you know teenage angst. As and it doesn't help that they, they a very disastrous street drug is hitting the streets of New York and it's empowering low-level thugs to have like some really high-level superpowers. So, but the Liberty Verse is because my kind of universe started with American Dreams and the main hero of that is Liberty, so it all starts from there. And okay. this so far, and basically, this book is basically expanding that universe. Well, I also wrote Night Wrath 
as well, which was on Kickstarter last year. And okay. that was like a slight expansion. Like I was, I was, it wasn't so overt of an expansion. Whereas Rookie Knight is a much more overt expansion of the universe. We're bringing in more aspects. Okay. Universe, we're trying to make it also new reader friendly. Gotcha. So this is your first Kickstarter, correct? No, this is number five. Oh, really? I'm my apologies. I, I thought this was your first one. So what is some of the lessons you've learned doing a Kickstarter since you've done five that you could tell people are thinking of doing a Kickstarter? What in a in a nutshell, what type of advice would you give them? I would say don't pay, play the competition game. Because you can see someone race ahead of you, like especially if they're a big name. And it but then I have to remember, A, it's a, it's your first issue of a new book or it's your first Kickstarter altogether, you're not gonna automatically hit the goal like that. And okay. so, and this year compared to last year, it's a it's a much different um, Kickstarter economy. How, how so? It's slower. Like last year, last year for me, I hit my goal a lot faster sooner. than I am. Okay, a lot sooner. There's also a lot, year, more, also a lot more. There's a lot more comic books that more. seem to be a lot more comic books. Um, being put on Kickstarter also than than ever before, so it's kind of hard for people to stick out. I think. Yeah, it's a. This is like the biggest year for Kickstarter comics, I think, ever, according to a recent article. And so, it's a crazy thing. Even with that, the vast majority are still funding. So yeah, you're still likely to fund. Yeah, to make yeah these these things just keep on funding. It's amazing. So tell us about your creative team that's involved in the comic book and. How you came about to assemble them? So the Baggs brothers are a great brother duo. One's the artist, one's the colorist. I can never remember which one's which, unfortunately. But they reached out to me and like, hey, do you have anything you want us to work on? Really? They knew me because of they knew me through Travis Gibb, the guy who's doing a, the Cthulhu Invade series. And remember, Cthulhu Invades Wonderland, now nominated for a Ringo. I have to say this because I'm part of that anthology. Um but and they were that way were my artists on that, uh, but they said, "Do you have anything you might want us to do?" I'm like, "I I have this script I need to rework because there was a different earlier version of this script which I didn't like, so I wanted to rework it. Like, okay. let me get back to you in like a couple hours, and I'll have the script ready." And they were like, "We love it." And I chose Jerome Gagnon, 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 <laughs> to be the letterer. So it's really because I'm kind of borrowing from Travis and Archcone Productions for this. Uh, they're teams um sorry travis um because he's a great letter he's also now nominated for a ringo as well for this year okay that's on, cool uh, and this is so so we there's technically four ringo nominees on this book three very of us, impressive all of us are all all of us were in cathedral invades wonderland okay and jerome lettered all the book i did what i wrote one short i think the back brothers drew another short and Jerome is up for Best Letterer for uh, Grand State Punk. Very impressive. See, that's why I, you know that's why I ask people about their creative teams. I'm just curious because you know, a lot of these names don't pop up, and I'm you know, it's cool that you actually got some really good talent to work on your your campaign. Speaking of your campaign, what type of incentives did you set up for the Kickstarter itself for the different? entry points and how you go about choosing those so i always like doing a digital tier because it, it's an easy gateway for the reader and it's also you know you don't have to spend 
and I'm on a leg of shipping. Right. It is by far, the digital copy right now is by far our most popular okay. award. But you also can get the book of your choice of cover. Because we have three covers. You get the whole set of covers. You can get a catch-up tier. When we have some com- digital commissions as well. And okay. we have some trading cards as add-ons. Oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. Got you. Okay. Um, so where do you go after this Kickstarter ends in a few days? Where do you go from here? What's your next project? Well, I know I'm working on the next arc of American Dreams. I have to talk with my publisher about that because we have to figure out what our, our next steps are. Issue four of American Dreams should be out in stores by the time this is released. Who's your um? Who who publishes American Dreams? Band of Bards. Okay, yeah, I've heard of Band of Bards. I've actually yeah, like to I'm get. So- I'd like to get some of the Bands of Bards people, the publisher and the editors on the podcast. I've actually had a few people that's work with Band of Bards, and they really like the relationship with Band of Bards. They're a great team. Um, I they reached out to me last year. I was doing because it was self uh, self publishing. I had another publisher. They fell apart. I started self publishing. American Dreams, and during the trade Kickstarter, I get an email from Tim from Band of Bards saying, hey, do you want us to take over publishing American Dreams? And I said, I was at a convention, so I was like, can I get back to you? I'm currently at a convention, but yes. Uh, am I frozen again? No, you're no, you're good. When's the next issue of American Dreams coming out? Uh, so issue four, which is our double-sized grand finale of the first arc, comes out as of this recording tomorrow, as of the upload yesterday. So, Ameri- so you actually got week. so American Dreams comes out this week. Yes, the oh, the congratulations, double-sized finale. Congratulations of the first arc. Okay, congratulations Thanks. on that. So, what comic books, past or present, would you recommend to new and old comic book fans? Ooh, these are always some good and tough ones. Uh, I'm more of a DC fan, so I'm probably going to recommend more DC books in this case. Um, no, that's fine. That's, <laughs> Go on. DC The New Frontier by the late great Darren Cook. Yes. And there's sure. two Superman origins I love recommending. Um, Superman Birthright by Mark Wade, and I think Nanu Yu. And uh, Man and Superman by Marv Wolfman, and I forget the name of the artist. Um, Batman wise can't go wrong with Batman Hush. I have like so many versions of that. Yes, I'm a fan. Gotcha. Um, I so I want to shout out Crash and Troy by my buddies Jared Luhan and Kyler Claude Felter, which is a great, funny sci fi romp, which is also Ringo nominated. Okay, gotcha. Um, I think I have a, a nice indie book to a nice. You know, another indie book to shout out that I really like. Um, the Cthulhu Invades series that Travis Gibbs puts together because, well, hey, I'm part of it, but it's also a great anthology series of of up and coming and big name talent working together to make these really cool tied together anthologies where Cthulhu Invades classic literature. Okay. There's Oz, there's Wonderland, and Neverland is right now on Kickstarter for that one. Oh, okay. I didn't know that either. Kickstarter and all order get all three. <laughs> okay. Daniel, before we wrap this up, you get the last words. So what are your final comments? 
we can't really bring these books to life without you, the Kickstarter backers and readers and everything. So your support is really appreciated. It doesn't have to be monetary. You can just share the link out and spread the word. It doesn't have to be my Kickstarter. It could be anyone's Kickstarter. Because um, even the share gets helps immensely, especially in this age where social media is getting more and more curtailed. Yes. By algorithms and capricious um, muskrats. Gotcha. Daniel, <laughs> you are in the final days of your Rook and Knight Kickstarter issue one. I hope you get it funded. Congratulations on your American dreams coming out. I'd love to have you on the podcast again. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me on. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again, I would love to hear from you at fantasticcomicfan at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.